Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Sales Culture Podcast. So before we get into today's show, I want to give myself a plug. If you're looking to hire any freelance sales executives or you just need a sales consultant that you're interested in bringing onto the team temporarily, get some systems set up, you know, roll out the whole brand new CRM. I know how much of a pain that stuff can be. Um, go check out our brand new job board over at salesculture.work. It's right at the top. Click on to the gig marketplace and check out some of the latest people that are that are experts in the field around sales. So anything B2B related are the people I'm trying to attract. So if you're in that space, you got some skills, you got some knowledge, go create a profile. Or if you're looking to hire someone, please go over to salesculture.work. And of course, you can always tune in to us if you're looking to roll out some podcast content around your industry. All right, let's get into today's conversation with my guy, Adam Morris, over at Sales First Recruiting. What's on the agenda, my man? Well, you know what, man? I want to talk to you about how people are currently selling in this market with everything going on. How do you yeah. really stay as a top performer with all the other challenges of life happening, right? So you just you can you can pretty much pick your poison of of what other external factors may be kind of hitting you directly. So um, you want me to hit on that and then we can talk about some of the stuff working in, in the sales world? Hundred percent. Let's start with that. So probably in, in late February, early March, I saw that we were losing around one job order about every four hours, like clockwork. And I, I would say on average across our three offices, we would typically roll with around uh, 60 reps at any time like 60 search assignments, uh, not equally, just total. And, um, and we got down to maybe like three or four by mid-March. And those were some very dark days for me. I thought I had just bought the building uh, that, we're, that we're now in, and I didn't know how I was even going to pay the mortgage on that. I was worried I was going to have to lay everybody off. I thought I was just going to lose everything. And I was just sort of resigned to the fact that, that this was out of my control and my business was crumbling. And man, those were some sleepless nights and I'd wake up just sad and mad. And, but I think what happened is that once society started getting over this shock and people started trying to adapt to the new normal companies started figuring out that they were going to have to sell their way out of this mess and that they were going to have to force commerce and yeah, they're going to do it over zoom and over the phone. Um, but it's changed things. And now we are, I mean, I'm hiring more recruiters. Now I ended up not laying anybody off. Wow. Um, yeah, well, I did have to. Sorry, let me let me clear that up. I did lay two people off, and then I offered both of them their jobs back a week later, um, a little less than a week later, because the PPP had gone through, and it it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um, and one of them accepted, one of them didn't. Um, but you know, I ended up replacing that person, and so we've actually grown since then in headcount because we're getting so busy, and I think it's because all these companies say this is not necessarily going to 
come to us like it has over the past X amount of years. We have to go get it. Um, so more outbound sales occurring today than I think in previous years. That's a really interesting transition, my man. I mean, like trying to sell your way through this, this old pandemic is something that I haven't heard uh, talked about a lot, honestly. And, you know, um, it makes tons of sense. As soon as you said, it, I'm like, absolutely, of course. <laughs> you, know, you know, how else would you get through this moment? Either you fold, right? And just say, all right, no one's coming to me. I'll just lay down and, let, and then let this happen. Um, is that what you guys had to do as well? Were like clients coming to you or did you guys have to do, be uh, more outbound with it? Uh, both. Um, we, we spent a lot of time in, in outbound sales, a lot of prospecting and messaging and looking for jobs online. And the, it, the pickings were slim in the beginning, yeah. but then, but as companies started doing the same thing that we were trying to do, it just created more demand and all of a sudden the phone started ringing. And that was not something that I foresaw happening. Yeah. And there, now there's still a few industries that are, are still really suffering and don't really have the option of selling their way out of it, right? Like um, hospitality is still a mess. Um, restaurants, um, retail, all those industries mostly are not doing so great, although some have figured out ways to succeed. But, um, but manufacturing, uh, business services, software, all of them are figuring out that they're in more demand than they've ever been, especially software sales, because what happens when a company sends people home to do work? They need better technology to support it. They, instead of having water cooler talk, you need video conferencing. And, and you need, um, you know, if you haven't invested in a CRM or if you hadn't yet, you probably panicked and got yourself one so that you can keep track of all this stuff while you work from home. And then something else crazy happened. Yeah. Companies are hiring people in all sorts of different states. They, they don't really care about where their workforce comes from now. And so we work with Gusto, uh, our payroll company. Yeah. And they're having all these delays because all these companies are having to get all like the different states payroll taxes like put into their system. And Gusto was like buried because this is happening across the nation. Everyone is trying to figure out how all these other states work for payroll taxes and stuff. I mean, man, I mean, it's if, a new world. if you think about it, it, it is, yeah, hundred percent. It, it is definitely a brand new world, man. And you know, the amount of opportunities that kind of spring up for those that are looking for them, it, it, it gets pretty interesting, right? Um, Cause I feel like you can easily get into this negative downward funnel of fear and, you know, drama and just- And I was also really, hatred. I was really sort of taken aback by the amount of my fellow recruiters that got let go mm -hmm. during this pandemic. And I just saw so many peers and clients go from being really, oh, like, I mean, it seemed like it all happened over the course of a month, right? And, and so I originally created a hiring stint, not only to say, but also my fellow recruiters get back to work. And um, we're, we're moving somebody into a full-time sales role for hiring stint come January. And we're going to be 
really, really focused on getting contract recruiters back to work and they'd be on our payroll and then they could do a number of different things for clients that don't want to have to pay out individual fees per hire, but instead just pay somebody an hourly rate to recruit for a lot of different positions for them. And so, and that will be more national too. No brainer right there, man. I love that model, Adam. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cool. Yeah. Well, and you know what it is too, though, it's the, it's the purpose behind it. You know, when you're talking about people that were unemployed, some of your friends, and this is an opportunity for you to kind of help out. And it's a win-win-win, it seems like, you know? That's what I'm hoping for. And I mean, it's going to be, um, no matter what, anytime you start something new and you want it to succeed, like you just have to be able, you have to commit to experiencing a certain amount of pain to see it through. Yeah. And so... It is, it's gonna feel good once we succeed and have the same sort of reputation that Sales First has, but it's gonna be really hard. There's gonna be a lot of pain. There's gonna be a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. And uh, so we're, we're all sort of preparing for it, like, cause it's gonna to get tough. But it'll be fun though too. No, 100%, man. I mean, like, you know what, as we wrap up though, I mean, you have to press in a little bit on that pain a little bit because I'm a new entrepreneur as well you know, and going through that painful process, it is, it is this birthing pains that, that I think every entrepreneur goes through at some point. Right. Um, so, so once you talk about trying to commit, is that a, a, a five-year thing, a 10-year thing or a two-week thing for you? <laughs> I'm just curious because I'm, on oh, roll, okay. I'm, I'm in and out. No, <laughs> amazing question. Yeah. Amazing question because I was with this uh, group of fellow entrepreneurs and I was, um, I was telling them about some fears I had in creating a new division because we've, you know, we've tried creating new products, new divisions in the past and, and, you know, they, they weren't as successful as sales first at its core. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, my buddy, owns this company called West Coast Sailing asked me, he goes, well, Adam, did, did you experience enough of the pain to make sure that it was successful? And I thought about that for a second. I was like, no, I, I just hired somebody and I said, do this for us. And I, I kind of transferred the pain to somebody else. Mm. And that's what's going to be different. I'll never forget what about that question because it doesn't keep me up at night if I don't hot mouth at the end of the day and don't give it a solid two years minimum of just hard work and grinding, mm. it, it probably will not succeed. And so that would be my question to any fellow entrepreneurs when they want to try something new is, are you willing to experience the pain for X amount of years? Man, you know, um, I got nothing else to add to that <laughs> because it's, it's just truth. I, I'm working on, on this current project and I have a business partner and both of us kind of split it up, but I really dumped on him. You know, I was like, man, he's like, Henry, you can do it, man. Go out there, just, you know, run it. Right. And, and he's doing yeah. his thing. And I'm just like, I'm like, well, why is he not doing this? And why is he not doing that? But he's the one really in it all, you know, all day long. Right. And yeah. I'm the guy that's kind of in the background and I'm like, all right, I need to get my hands dirty. I can't just dump this on, 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 my, on my friend to say, you, you manage, you handle, you stay up at night, you go have a cotton mouth, as you said, right? I mean, it's something that I think is gonna, if it's gonna work, it's gonna take everyone to kind of be all in, it seems like. So I love that advice, man. Totally, cool. 
<laughs> well, Adam, man, so please tell the audience how to find you. Tell them about both of your businesses because I'm assuming now they have two, you know, different looks and two different websites to it. Yeah. So, um, so salesfirstrooting.com is our website and, and that company focuses on finding sales professionals for our employer clients. And we have offices in Portland, Phoenix, and Denver, and we pretty much cover the entire nation and hiring stint is really focused on really getting many different professionals back to work in a staffing capacity but we're putting a lot of love and attention into getting our our friends and recruiting back to work and uh, so that's just highstint.com and um, and we run those out of all of our different offices too love that man hiringstint.com yeah I, I love both models obviously me being a straight sales guy um, you know, it's always great work with people that have so much experience in the field like yourself, man. So I want to thank you again for coming on to the podcast. I mean, keep up the whole veganism too, man. I mean, it's looking good on you, bro. It's been tough for me to try to pull that off. I, I might last a couple of weeks, but, um, no, me, I get burnt out. <laughs> Start looking for that, uh, you know, uh, a bird or, you know, a brontosaurus again. Somewhere. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Veganism has been easy, easy for me. And I don't know why. Um, and I went, I mean, I was carnivore. I mean, I was responsible for deaths of like, like 5 million chickens in my life. And, um, Genocide. and like, I would go to El Gaucho, the steakhouse in town and they, you know, they knew my name when I walked in yeah. and so I lost probably 80 pounds by just committing to health. And a lot of that was through veganism. Although you can be unhealthy and vegan too. Red vines are vegan. True. vegan. True. <laughs> uh, so it's about still about being healthy, but, um, but I will say this, it hasn't been without some consequences. My, my different healthcare professionals have been on me for the past year to get back into strength training because I've lost so much muscle too. Yeah. And so I'm way back into strength training now, but, um, I've noticed, I think my body recovers faster as a vegan than it did as an omnivore. Wow. But I still got a ways to go because I think I lost so much. But no, man. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, you know, um, different things hit hit people differently at different times in their life too, right? So if it's working yeah. for you and it feels right, then it's the win, you know. I mean, and then a moment, maybe if it doesn't, then maybe you go back to you know, gapos. You say, oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God, shows, man. I mean, but I'll take you. I'll take you there when you when you come back to to PDX. Absolutely, man. You know what? One of these days, I'll be back. It was always great catching up, Adam. Joe, you rock. Good times.